Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and running. Five Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Roz, here at the opening line on the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe? If so, it's time to get started. Let's go. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the opening line. We are your hosts, Wits and Roz. And before Wits gets a word in, we want to thank our partners at Bet Online because they continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. Get your bets in on the Packers ASAP. That is the Super Bowl winning team of 2023. Um, And don't forget that MLB is back as well. Witt's constantly forgetting. He promises you power rankings, but we're not going to get to that this week. I'll cut him off there. Who are you willing to pick and who would you pick to win the World Series this year? BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting, your favorite Vegas casino, and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE, that is E-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Where the game starts. I like their little slogan. And this is where... Xander starts. How are you doing, Xander? Doing well, Lee. Thanks for tapping me in today. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> a lot going on in the world of the NBA. That's why we're taking a pause on the power rankings for MLB. Hey, no need to justify much. yourself, Xander. It's okay. We can – whatever you want, Wits. We'll well, do – I'm going to justify. I'm, I'm just too into the NBA playoffs right now to worry about anything else. So we got a lot going on. Hey, I'm down a lot of money this month. I've not hit – Let's just say tonight's a big one. Tonight we did a two-teamer for a lot of money. We're hoping it works out. Um, two teams, are you going to tell us who the two teams are? We'll get into it. Let's just get into where we're at so far, Xander. Come on, you're rushing. Don't rush past what we've seen so far. Come on. Um, quite the playoff so far. I mean, from one of the wildest buzzer beaters to some not-so-great injuries to maybe a little bit of hope for the Chicago Bulls, which we're – you know, gung-ho about over here. But let's get into these playoffs, like you're saying. And I think it starts where we saw last night. The Pelicans take a game from the Sun. Booker out the next two games. Reportedly not officially out for this whole series. He could come back if a game seven was necessary. I don't think it will be necessary. I think Lightning was caught in a bottle right there. Um, A great shooting night from New Orleans. But uh, what's, your, what's your stance here on the Suns, who are still the favorite to win the NBA title at plus 200, now without Booker for at least, at the very least, the next two games? I think this is a bigger deal than people think. E. Um, and that's the thing I love about pro sports is you're never as good or as bad as you look. And as much of a beatdown as that first game was, even though the Suns got out-rebounded, I think by like 20 boards, 
Um, they came out and kicked the sun's butt next game. I know, you know, it was, it was a pretty tight game, but I thought the, um, came, I'm thinking Hornets. What, what team is this? It's the Pelicans. Come on. The Pelicans. Hornets are in I'm Charlotte on. now. Come on. We yeah, got I'm rid I'm of the Bobcats. I'm stuck on the Bobcats. Bobcats are all, they're all out west. They only have Bobcats out west. I don't know what you're talking about. They're, they can't I'm, be I'm thinking. I'm not thinking teams. I'm thinking players. Because um, Brandon Ingram, I mean, when he's on, he was excellent. C.J. McCollum, I thought, was a great addition for that team. And they got a lot, they got a lot of young guys. I you think he's a great addition. We had this conversation off air, and you're like, oh, you put a little too much stock in C.J. I don't know. That is not true. Now we're just spurting out non-facts. But um, they've got a lot of good young guys, too. I mean, you look at Herb Jones from Alabama, um, Jose Alvarado. Just a, They're just a spunky team. And this Suns team, without Devin Booker, still very good. But it's hard to replace a guy who is, I would say, a top five scorer in the NBA. Um, I think they, they might be in a little bit of trouble here because this, this Pelicans team is feisty. I think long-term they could be in some serious trouble. I was not going to disagree with you on the impact that this has. I think against the Pelicans, they'll find a way. If you're Zion Williamson, this is really a matter of, like, supposedly what we've heard, I finally have some clearance. Zion less so than Ben Simmons because we got clearance on that side as well. Zion ready to play. His stepfather and him have said that. The Pelicans not ushering him back into the lineup. By the way, not the first time something like this has happened with David Griffith or David Griffin. He's such an irrelevant fuck. I don't know his name, but he is trying to protect investment, which again can go awry here because he wants to play. He'll find some other place to play if you're not giving him the respect he deserves now. I mean, we've been seeing these dunks. Has it been the Zion show? Has it been the behind the scenes, the front office? Turns out it's the front office holding him back here because with Zion, this could be a bit more of a series. I do think that with Chris Paul at the helm, DeAndre Ayton down low, and then of course, Mikel Bridges finishing in the top three for defensive player of the year. I think they're going to be able to get past this series. I think they're going to have to have some shooters shoot from Jamison Crowder to Landry Shamit, all those Does boys. Does he go by Jamison now? Is that... Yeah, I, I totally botched his name. I was thinking of the – it's uh, – don't tell me. Don't tell me. Because I almost went Channing Crowder. Not it either. Give me a second. It's Jay Crowder. And uh, sorry, Jay, I apologize. There's a lot of Crowders in the league these days. Um, but anyways, I think this team will – uh, one, the Pelicans will cool off, and two, I think the Suns will at least get past. But a hamstring, we know the dreaded hamstring. It means more to us during the NFL season, but a hamstring is really something that could sit there and linger. Um, let's get off of this game. I didn't one, think- uh, uh, one interesting fact, Chris Paul moves to 0-14 in career playoff games officiated by Scott Foster. Interesting note there. Scott Foster. Thorn in Chris Paul's side. A little suspicious. Um, a little suspicious over there. I don't, I don't know what to say. All right, we've got other games that occurred last night. Looks like the Hawks fought back. I guess the Heat did not cover the spread. Sorry if you took the Hawks plus the points. Um, but the Heat are up 2-0. This not looking so much like the Hawks run of last year. I think the Heat are have a good balance. Jimmy Butler with 45. I mean, that was absolutely incredible. Um, he uh, – Again, this is there's been a lot of tumultuous tumultuousness and other some some bad juju. I'm just like throwing random words out in the universe at this point. Stuff was going on in Miami. Spolstra was gonna smack Butler, Butler was gonna smack Udonis. I mean, there's a lot going on, but they look 
pretty fine here at sitting 2-0. and They go to Atlanta now. Atlanta absolutely could steal one of these games. I mean, again, they played this one pretty close until the end. I think Atlanta could steal one. Um, but this does seem like a prime sweep candidate if there was going to be one. Uh, I don't have much to say on Miami. I think Adebayo is playing angry with that defensive player of the year snub. But they're, uh, they're cooking right now. They're holding on, scoring 115 in both of their games. Yeah, I think they're just a little bit too much for the Hawks right now. I mean, losing Capella, um, John Collins, you know, and he's fighting hard, but not at full strength. And that's just, it's a tough task. I mean, not only being the eight seed, but playing against the Miami Heat team, who you could argue doesn't have like a top five player in the league. They got a lot of really good talent. Jimmy Butler, you know, I think he's still, still trying to prove that he is that guy and 45 point effort. Um, he was excellent. And I thought the Hawks battled hard. I mean, it was a shame they didn't cover that game. Um, but, you know, they're, they're, they're playing hard. And I know that doesn't really count for anything in professional sports. But this is a really tough, uh, you know, tough situation for them with all the injuries. And they, they basically need to play perfect games. Um, is that Woj? We got, it was Woj. It was Woj? Is he talking about uh, sports talking gambling? About, about Ben Simmons? No? Uh, Woj no, is no, talking, he, Woj um, talking about sports gambling. That guy could shove one. Take those double yeah. cell phones he has on the air and shove one of them up where you can't see it anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're not going to waste our time on Woj here. But, yeah, I think out of all the series, this one is the least intriguing to me because I just I don't think the Hawks have enough. Um, and the, the Heat are a very good team. They got a lot of great role players. And, you know, guys like Max Struess, Tyler Hero, Gabe Vincent, um, they're, they're playing well, and I think they're just a not a very good matchup for the Hawks here. So I think this, I think this series goes either sweep or four-one. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think the Hawks have a shot here. I don't believe so either. The 76ers who just who actually played tonight, we're going to skip over that for now because we're just going over the games we saw last night. Grizzlies almost a 30-point victory. You had to know it was coming back. The bounce back. I know the Timberwolves played well in the first quarter, but after that. It was all Grizzlies from there. Um, this series so far, you've seen – I mean, the Timberwolves absolutely controlled game one. The, the Grizzlies had almost no shot. They tied it up several times, but just could not could not pull away or take a lead. And this one, the Grizzlies absolutely dominated. I'm waiting to see. This could turn into probably the most exciting first-round matchup, in my opinion. I think these games will get closer. I think end of games will get more intense. Could the Timberwolves push this to seven? Could they? I mean, they're going back to Minnesota 1-1, better than they assumed they would be. Um, crazy, right? The Grizzlies covered the spread last night, which is awesome. Money line, all the above. Hit those. Just don't parlay them so you don't get zero on any of it. But what's your, t- what's your stance here? I know you were hot on Timberwolves' money line last night, but did not uh, work out in your favor. They do go home now. Are they going to split there as well, or could they take both at home? That's tough. I don't know if they're going to By the way, sorry, let me, first, the first road win of this series this year was game one where the Timberwolves won in Memphis. So I just want to put that out in the universe. Interesting. Um, I would say they're probably not going to take both at home. I mean, this Memphis team is a very good team. A um, little bit of an injury scare late in the third quarter with John Morant last night and I thought it was kind of interesting how they had him in the game up 30 you know like four or five minutes left um but Roz, I think the one guy I'm going to call out right now is Carl Anthony Towns 
I mean, it's amazing how many games when they really need him to show up that he just doesn't play like the star player that he is, right? D'Angelo Russell has been struggling a little bit. Um, and I don't think this should all fall on Anthony Edwards. Like he's a, he's a great young player, but Carl Anthony Towns has really got to step up here and just play better, right? That's the only thing I have to say about it because this okay. Memphis team. Play better. That's, I mean, I don't want to sugarcoat it. Um, I think this Memphis team is better, right? I think they play better defensively. I think they've got better players. Um, but Minnesota can make this a series, right? Because they've got a lot of, they've got a lot of good players as well. Um, but they just ran into a freight train last night. Um, so yeah, going back home 1-1, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But Cat's got to play better. D'Angelo Russell's got to step up. And Anthony Edwards has got to keep playing really well. Because um, John Morant, I mean, he leads just such a great attack with the Grizzlies. And they've got um, a guy who I thought should have been at least in the top three for defensive player in the year, and Jaron Jackson. Um, so they, they've got a lot of good players on that team. You look at Desmond Bain. So, you know, there's a reason they were the two seed, um, the second favorite in the West to make it. So uh, I think they're going to, I think they're going to split at home. My prediction here. I think this does go seven. That would be fun for all fans. And before we get into the upcoming games and the rest of the series that have been going on and where are going with our bets, which we always need to do, we need to give the healthy dose of recap, which we did. Now we need to make you guys healthy healthy tons of people take multivitamins but it's important to choose one that is top quality with one delicious scoop of athletic greens you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals superfoods probiotics and aptogens to start your day right their special blend of ingredients supports your gut health your nervous system your immune system energy recovery focus, and aging i mean if you look at me i look like i'm 18 still this is partly the reason why it's also lifestyle friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That is B-L-E-A-V. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash believe. Disclaimer, these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health today. Woo, wits, come on. I'm like an auctioneer over there. Huh? Come on. Great. Come on. Dude, I'm going to be maybe a rapper. I can be a rapper spitting dimes, bars. No? You're great. You're not. Your, your support today is at an all-time low. Three games on the slate tonight. Wits, I'm going to try to get this episode up before they happen so people can bet along with me. Now, we'll start with the series I'm most excited about. And I do love the Bulls. I've been having a fun time with the Bulls, but it's not them. It's the Brooklyn Nets who people are sleeping on. Now, Roz is back, Wits. You tried to put him in the closet last year. Tried to shove him underneath the garage in the crawl space about his Brooklyn Nets. And you know what? There isn't James Harden anymore. There's not a fucking mega three anymore. But there is still the two best scorers in the NBA on one team. And they're 12-1 to 1 to win the NBA title. And so money's been laid there, not to mention they're underdogs again tonight. And money's being laid there. Brooklyn down 1-0. I'm taking money line. The Nets tonight, they lost on a buzzer beater. Should have gotten the victory. Should have covered the money line for your boy Roz on game one. But Marcus Smart with one of the best passes and finishes to Tatum. I mean, I don't know how Marcus Smart doesn't play hero ball and put up that shot and miss it, hopefully. But Celtics up 1-0. 
I get the Celtics are hot, as they would like to say. But they're the Brooklyn Nets, and they've got KD. They've got an NBA champion in KD. They've got the finger flash in Kyrie Irving. They got everything they need to win this one. And Ben Simmons can, again, sit with his dildo on the fucking bench. I don't care what he's doing. But he's uh, but they don't need him, and they're going to win without him in game two here tonight. Yeah, it's funny. I'm on the same side as you hear. Um, I think KD really steps up here in game two. He, uh, I think he had 23 points, which for him, it's kind of an off game. You know, he was 9 of 26 from the field. Kyrie was amazing, um, but I think KD really stepped up in this game. And they need a couple other guys to step up as well, too. I mean, guys like Bruce Brown, Seth Curry, I don't really think they had great games in game one. And you look at this Celtics team. Uh, they play some really good defense, right? That was one of the main reasons that they went on this big run in the second half of the year. And, you know, they're doing this right now without what some people were saying was the best defensive player on their team and Robert Williams. So I think this is a, a tough matchup, right? I think if you flip the seeds at the start of the year, you would have said, oh, that makes sense, Boston 7, Brooklyn 2. But either way, I think this is a great series, and it was a great game one. Right? We had the buzzer beater by Tatum, but I, I think KD really steps up in this game. Um, and drops 35, maybe 40. And uh, I think a couple other role players as well have come to play. I'm looking at Bruce Brown because he was uh, not great in game one after having a really nice playing game uh, a couple days ago. I'm all for it, Wits. I mean, I am riding the Nets until the wheels fall off. I mean, I would love to ride the Bucks. The Bucks are my favorite story in the postseason outside of the Bulls. But I am riding this Nets train now till the wheels fall off. I believe in super teams still. Give me super teams. We've got Goran Dragic and Seth Curry as guards to help out when Kyrie is off the court. I don't really know what they're going to do in terms of big men on this team. I mean, Nick Claxton is a nice idea. He's young, but who knows if he's, uh, he's capable of banging in the post with these Celtics. Um, but anyways, I'm going to go, like I said, I'm going the Nets here. Took the money line. I'm getting slacked like crazy right now. People need me all over the board. Um, but let's move on to the game that we care about in terms of hometown pride. That's the Bulls. Game two in Milwaukee. Should have stolen game one. Um, this, feels, this feels like a runaway game here. This feels like the Bulls really exerted a lot of effort. But one can say that DeMar and Zach Levine did not play very well in game one. So maybe that didn't show what the Bulls are fully capable of doing. I mean, they both scored under 100. That was a true old-style NBA game, 93 to 86. Um, what, what's your takes coming into game two? Spread back up to 10.5 in favor of Milwaukee. I am not touching this game with a 10-foot pole. Um, money line or spread. I'm curious your thoughts on this game. Yeah, Roz, that's, that is a lot of points. Um, I know the Bulls had a terrible second half in Milwaukee. You know, defending NBA champs, right, there's a, definitely a reason for that, right, Giannis, um, you know, probably the best player in the NBA all around, but when I looked at game one, Roz, I mean, like you said, DeMar and Zach Levine, they were not very good, right, you look at the shooting percentages, I think they were like 12 or 45 from the field, and that was a really close game, probably a game that, you know, the Bulls looking back would, would need to steal to make this a series, but I kind of like the Bulls in this one. Uh, I'm not going to take them on the money line, but I will take the 10 and a half points. Um, you know, with Patrick Williams coming back, I think they finally put some things together, um, you know, as they haven't really shown us yet. But I, I do like the Bulls in this one. Um, you look at outside of Giannis, I mean, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, those are guys that when they're on are unbelievable, but they can go really cold at times. So I like the Bulls in this one. 
Um, I think DeMar puts out an MVP type effort and I think the Bulls shoot the ball a little better. Um, you know, Vooch can hold his own inside. I, I think they cover this game and I wouldn't be surprised if they won straight up. Yeah, we'll see. Um, you definitely are going to keep riding the sea red train, which I love. It gives us hope yeah. when we watch these games. Um, it's going to be a tough one for sure. And then the third game tonight, minus one and a half is the rip of the century. Don't call me trappy rise. I'm more trippy rise. And I'm going all in 76ers minus one and a half on the road against the Raptors. It may be a four five series here. Let's be fair. Let's be honest. Um, but the 76ers are better than a four and they're showing it. I mean, they're beating down the Raptors so far. I think that continues no matter where they are, no matter what stadium they're in. I think this could be a potential sweep series as well. Wow, dude. I am so far on the other side of this one. Toronto, this is probably my favorite spot in the playoffs. I love the Raptors in this one. Um, you look at the Sixers and I got to give a lot of credit still. Tyrese Maxey, if I had to say right now, I think he's the number two option on that team. I mean, James Harden, um, I think that's really the only way the Raptors can win is if they force James Harden to try to score the ball. Because one thing he's still really good at is kind of facilitating the game. But I, I think they try to let him go ISO and shoot threes and do whatever he does because you're not going to stop and be right. And Tyrese Maxey has been incredible. Um, but I love the Raptors in this one. I think Gary Trent was terrible last game. Uh, some sort of flu bug, whatever it was, didn't look like himself. Um, and then you look at guys like Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Fleet, OG Ananobi. I think they put it together this game, and I love this spot, you know, being down 2-0, coming back home. So I'm going to take them on the money line. You're not getting any value um, on that first half line, right? That's been a pretty popular play in the past. Team down 2-0, um, you know, take them in the first half at home, but they're actually minus one in the first half, but plus one and a half for the game, which is very interesting. I'm just going to take them on the money line here. Love the Raptors in this spot. And uh, I think Fred Van Fleet, um, Gary Trent, I think they make it rain tonight. Yeah, we'll see. And uh, I didn't even realize that Thibel is not eligible to play in Toronto due to that. Oh, are you going to walk it back now? Not walking it back. I'm going to stay strong. But Jesus Christ, these guys need to get fucking vaccinated. Like, what? how hard is it to take a shot in the arm? Anyways, um, yeah, we'll see. And it's funny because I'm not – preaching the vaccination for anything other than I just want sports to go on as normal. Um, then we have a look ahead to the final Western Conference games that have a day off before Thursday. We get Dallas and Utah, and then we get back to Jokic. Jokic Supreme versus Golden State Warriors. I mean, we've covered all the other series here. Jalen Brunson, what a hero in Dallas. I think everybody in America is ready not to see the Utah Jazz in the postseason ever again. Beat them now. Blow this team up. Dallas, or I mean, have you ever seen – it's a more like water and oil every day between Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. So, I just like you got you to gotta get that ugly side off of the screen. I think that Dallas is going to take this series. I think Luke is going to come back. And I think the Jazz wasted an opportunity to really put this series away. Um, but – that's just my stance. 41 from Jalen Brunson. What a fucking performance. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he, he was incredible. Um, and this Dallas team, they're feisty. And you look at, you know, kind of the difference between the two teams. Um, I think Utah's definitely got more talent, but they've had such a bad, you know, last couple months of the season. And like you said, they're not gelling. 
Um, you know, as good as Rudy Gobert is on the defensive end, Donovan Mitchell was, I think, atrocious on the defensive side of the ball last game. I mean, Jalen Brunson drops 41. Maxi Kleber uh, hit seven threes. They had 17 wide open threes that they hit in game two. And, you know, I think this is just a classic case for us. I think Utah, probably a better team, has some better players, but they're just not playing very well, or at least up to the standard that you know, we thought we were going to see last year when they lost to the Clippers. Like, I thought Utah was a legitimate title contender. I don't think that anymore. And I, I think, like you said, this could be the end of uh, a jazz era that isn't really going to have anything, any substance to it. So I like Dallas. I'm hoping that Luka can make a comeback here because, you know, if they do, Dallas is, a, I think, a dark horse to make a run in the playoffs right now. I totally agree with you. And lastly, it's just the sad, the sad Denver show. And there's a lot of injuries there. So I know you're defending Jokic till the day you die. But the Warriors look like they're on cruise control against the Denver Nuggets. Jokic dejected in the last game. Just everything boiling up from a butt tap to the refs not backing him up. It's a, it's a tough look. I do like the Warriors a lot. I think they're better than this Nuggets team anyways. But with Jamal Murray missing the entire season, Michael Porter being hurt again. It's kind of tough sledding out there on Jokic Island in Denver. So I think this is a wrap of a series, unless you have any last hope for the Serbian, the Serbian freak. No, I mean, when you have to rely on Will Barton and Aaron Gordon as your, you know, your number two and your number three, uh, that's already a tough spot to be in. And this Warriors team is starting to click on all cylinders. Jordan Poole, you know, looks like he is a part of the Splash Brothers now. Like you've got Steph, you've got Clay, you've got Poole, Draymond Green, and then Andrew Wiggins is your fifth option. I mean, it's an embarrassment of riches over in Golden State. Um, and this Denver team, like you said, I love Jokic. I think he is the best player in the league. But, I mean, they just – they don't have enough. And you saw the frustration boil over. Um, first on the bench with, with Boogie Cousins on his 22nd team with Will Barton and then Jokic getting thrown out of the game. Um, I don't want to say you could see it coming, but it was just everything was boiling up. And, uh, yeah, I, I would say the Hawks have a better chance to beat the Heat than the Nuggets do to win this series. So I think it's a good run, but, you know, Jokic needs more help. Jamal Murray, Michael Porter, um, somebody's got to come to his side because he, he can't do it all alone. Against this Golden State team who, you know, they won a few titles in the past. You know, people seem to forget. So this series is over. Um, I think it ends in four games. They're actually the second favorite at plus 325 and the Bucks at plus 435. Um, so interesting enough, they are getting hot. That They are very reminiscent of their past championship teams. And don't ever count out Steph Curry. He is quite the, quite the competitor. Um, it's pretty much a wrap on the NBA, which has been the center focus. We're past the Masters. And we'll get wits on the baseball train here soon because – I can't help you with the baseball terrain. I just look at home runs. Kyle Schwarber hit a home run for you the, yesterday, Wit. so I'll keep tracking your home run hitting list. NFL, a couple of big things came up. Debo Samuels requesting a trade. Doesn't seem like any receiver in the top five of fantasy last year wants to stay on the team that made them top five in fantasy last year. So that'll be inter – I think draft day for fantasy owners is going to be quite the interesting day. A lot of movement this year. Kyler Murray potentially on the move. DK Metcalf, is there a world in which they trade DK Metcalf for Kyler Murray, throw a couple of first-round picks in there, and now we got Russell 2.0 in Seattle. Um, the draft is less than 10 days away. I forgot the exact number. It's definitely less than 10 days away. 
the NFL draft. And uh, it just feels like football is like, hey, we get the NBA, we get the Masters, we get March Madness. But don't forget about us. We're here all year round. We might not be playing on Sundays, but we're here, especially when you have to put up with that dumb use SFL shit that they've got going on with the worst quarterbacks in the league. Quarterbacks that honestly could be replaced by Wits and myself over here. Um, but the NFL doesn't go away. Always a headline right now with them. And uh, I'm curious if any of it's caught your attention. Cooper Cup seeming like he's looking for a fair deal, not looking to be traded, not looking to get paid like Devontae Adams, and a guy arguably deserving of it after the season he had. Um, but, yeah, the NFL just keeps rearing its head. just like, hey, don't forget we're here. We're coming back in September. Yeah, Roz, the NFL is always king. Um, but speaking of the Debo Samuel stuff, uh, I mean – who like what better role is he gonna have on a team than he does that's, right now? That's my take. You and if you're a fantasy player, you're like, holy shit, they've uncapped the potential of the most points you can get in a fantasy game. I mean, look at what they do with it. That's but that's my take on all these players. They're all in these awesome systems that have built them into these money machines. And maybe that's their goal. Maybe they play to make that money and then they don't really care where they end up. I don't know what Debo Samuel sees. Unless he goes to Miami, where apparently they're going to use Tariq Hill in the same fashion that they use Debo Samuels. So, I don't I have any idea why the move is necessary. I mean, there was a time that players wanted to win Super Bowls. Now they just want the $120 million. Get both. Get your money and win. Why do you have to leave your teams? But let him do what he wants to do. I don't know what – I don't know where he – because you become limited on where you go. In terms, like you said, of this offense, like if he goes to Kansas City, they're not going to just take the ball out of fucking Patrick Mahomes' hands. Everybody's saying they want him in Green Bay. Debo Samuels is not like a breakaway wide receiver. He, again, is a guy that needs the ball in his hands. You don't see him beating people down the field on like 50-yard passes from a quarterback. That ball has already been in his hand 50 yards ago. Like I don't necessarily need him in Green Bay. We've got Jamal or not Jamal Williams anymore. We've got AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones to run swing plays and patterns like that. I mean, I don't know, man. I 49ers was his dream destination in terms of usage. And I'm curious to see what that would look like anywhere else. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen anywhere else, but yeah, Debo Samuel, I think quarterback aside, probably the most valuable offensive player in the league. Yeah. Um, and Kyle Shanahan, I mean, did a great job utilizing him and he was awesome, but I don't know what's going to happen here, Roz. They're just – everybody's always complaining in this league. It's never enough. So, we'll see what happens here. But, yeah, it's excited to happen in all the leagues. NBA, NFL, everyone's complaining all the time. What happened to the team? It used to be about the team. Well, before the millions of dollars, it was about the team. Now it's about the millions of dollars. Yeah. I mean, and I get it. You know, I'm a fantasy championship coach over here, so I, I try to protect my investments and – I, I now know what the mountaintop looks like and the money that comes with it. So it's just, I'm looking ahead, man. I'm trying to protect my assets and my team and my organization. And that's, uh, that's why these football moves freak me out a little bit. They put me in the dark. Yeah, I agree with you, man. But we'll uh, chill on the NBA playoffs for now. And we'll just worry about the NFL at the end of the summer. We will certainly worry about the NFL towards the end of the summer but it's they're always in the news so always always got our eye on it um that's this week's episode everybody you know um well i guess we're just gonna catch it do you have anything you got anything to say with no we covered it, it all neither do i hope to hope my bet hits tonight if not 
you might not be hearing from me. Um, so that is uh, that's a wrap on the opening line, where we like to keep the line moving. Catch you next week, everybody. Peace. Show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.